And welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Forever Broken Podcast, where we ask the big questions. And this week, asking the big question will be TJ. Hey guys, how's it going? So, um, Derek, you know what the best part about having sex with a tranny is? What's that? Reaching around and pretending like you went all the way through. <laughs> and that was TJ asking the big question this week. Uh, and uh, I am Derek Thompson, as always. Uh, this week's special guest is, for the first time, my mama bear. And I'm excited to have her on. Uh, we've had Papa Bear, and now we get to have Mama Bear. And uh, it should be a fun week, to say the least. Yeah, I'm going to try to tone it down a little bit since she's on here, besides the there's, question. you know, There's no, no need for that. No need for that at all. We've already discussed this. If y'all couldn't tell. Yeah, we talked about it. We, you know, it was one of those things where it was just like, yeah, no, nah, she's like... He was like, I should tone it down. I said, nah, you really don't need to. I said, she listened to every episode. I said, she knows she knows what to expect. That's a, that's a Papa Bear you need to, to tone it down. Yeah, he's all Mr. Jesus Christa and whatnot. He's a lot more uh, politically correct than Mama Bear. Until you get him drunk, but he doesn't drink anymore. So there's not quite as much fun. To be had there. But he is a nicer human. Yeah, nicer, but God. Kind of get, boring. He'd but... have been a lot more fun on a drunken stories if he'd have been drunk. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, TBIs. And for those of you who don't know the acronym, traumatic brain injury. Uh, I think it fits hand in hand into uh, mental health. Pretty well. I mean, mental health is injuries of all various assortments, dealing with the brain and everything there, too. Uh, so we'll just kind of dive into it and we'll let mom tell her story and kind of introduce it and we'll go from there. Ready? Yeah. So, um, in January of 2017, I was working as a over-the-road transport nurse. Um, that means I was working in an ambulance, and I would take patients from one hospital to an another hospital for higher level of care. And my ambulance driver fell asleep on a trip to Colorado. And on our way home, he fell asleep. We drove off the off the road, and um, I suffered what we call a coup contra coup injury, which means that my head went forward and backwards, and forward and backwards. Um, your brain. Is sits in your skull basically becomes a ping pong ball in that, your head that so i hit the front and the back of my skull 
causing damage in the front and the back of my brain. Um, because of the way I had my head turned, I also suffered um, DIA, which is diffuse axonal injury, which means that the actual neurons in my brain sheared away from each other. And since each brain cell can have up to 200,000 neurons, that's 200,000 individual injuries you can have on each brain cell. So um, we got back in the ambulance because it was still drivable. The boss told his son to get back in and get our butts home. So we did. And that was the beginning of my traumatic brain injury journey, which I'm still fighting today. Yeah, which, you know, is a long road for anybody. I mean, obviously, uh, you just kind of take it one day at a time like you do anything. But uh, TJ, do you have any questions oh, about, about the story, about anything so far? Um, I mean, I, I don't, I guess for a question, have the doctors said anything to you or um, led you to believe that it's going to, you can go back to 100% or do they give you any kind of, I guess, hope? that things are going to go back to the way they were before the accident? Um, once, you've, once you've had a traumatic brain injury, you will never be the way you were before. Um, I've seen seven, neurolog seven neurologists. All total, I think we've seen over 50. A shit ton of doctors. Yeah, over over. 50 different kinds of doctors. Um, every single doctor has a different way of treating traumatic brain injury. Um, basically, all they tell you is, yep, you got a traumatic brain injury. And then they slap you on the butt and tell you to have a good life. Nobody at, at this point has really come up with a solid treatment for how to treat traumatic brain injury. Um, Nobody can really decide how traumatic brain injury occurs, and nobody really has a solid handle on what can be done to prevent traumatic brain injury. Um, I worked at the VA for 10 years. I can tell you that um, any veteran that ever came in with hearing loss I tried to tell them to make sure that they got checked for traumatic brain injury because the quickest way to your brain is through your ears. So any of you that ever had um, concussive blasts need to get checked for um, brain damage. Any of you that have PTSD, PTSD has now been proven to be a type of a brain injury. You all need to be checked traumatic brain injury. Those two things are highly indic indicative of having a brain injury. Um, people don't realize that more and more and more 
as more things are being studied about brain injury, we're learning so much more that things that we thought were mental illness, things that we thought were, oh, you're just making that up or things that you're just, you're, you're crazy. Then you're not crazy. You actually have a, a brain injury. Yeah. I mean, that would explain a lot. You know, so I see a, a lot of these vets that are having PTSD that can't be treated. And the very first treatment that any brain injury patient that pretty much everybody that I know, and I'm really, really active in the state brain injury association. And every single one of us was given an antidepressant as the first treatment. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you was other than like a antidepressants or anti-anxiety uh, medication, if they gave you anything to help with any any of the your symptoms or anything like that. I also is it isn't um, seizures a big side effect of TBI? Um, seizures are a huge, huge thing for people with TBIs. Um, for somebody like me. My damage came on really, really slowly. When you have damage to a brain cell, um, some parts of your body are not very smart. Um, when you break a part of your brain cell, as it pulls apart, it releases a poisonous toxin. And that poisonous toxin tells the brain cell next to it oh my God, there's damage, you need to die too. So what should just be one brain cell that died in my head ended up being a lot bigger damage because the brain cells all around it kept dying. So until it finally hits a brain cell that says, God, you idiot, I'm not damaged. I'm not going to die just because you said to. And we don't have any way of stopping that cast cascade of events so since i had brain damage my head was looking at the driver so you have like a sheet of jello in the middle of your brain well mine started going like this from being flipped back and forth well that started tearing all the brain cells on both sides of my brain apart and then those all grew, all that damage grew. And as that damage grew, we started noticing more damage that was actually notice noticeable. So like the first few weeks I had, a, I had a headache, but we didn't notice that I had vision damage for several months. We didn't, we didn't notice that. I didn't know my right from my left for what oh for, you still don't really but no i, uh, I for don't. those for those of you who didn't know what this was uh, on the screen uh if you're just listening it was uh her brain going bouncing back and forth yeah so my my brain went forward and backwards your your brain is actually the um Consistency of a 
if you put a stick of butter out on the counter and leave it, the inside of your brain is the consistency of soft butter. Which is great because it spreads great over toast. Stop it. The <laughs> outer lining of your brain is the consistency of hard jello. So th those Which is great because it also spreads great on toast. Well, that's, that's jelly. <laughs> jello, not jelly. I'm but those two things, when your when your brain's bouncing back and forth against the hard skull, those two things don't they really mush together, and they the cells break apart. So the cells between your gray matter and your white matter break apart. Well, between the right side of your brain and the left side of your brain there's a there's like a sheet that's in between them that's supposed to be like a real thin piece of jello that keeps the two sides apart and since my head was twisted but my head was going forward and backward that sheet actually moved and caused a lot more damage than if I would have just left my head straight ahead so if you're ever in an accident, keep your head, look forward. Don't turn right and left. If you, if it, if you do anything, try to keep your head going forward. As I say, it sounds like uh, something that I can't prevent really because I'm probably. But your head would have still been forward. No, I've always been told you just relax. People tense up and that causes more injuries or they do something like right. looking sideways. That's like everybody saying looking like sideways. Don't yeah. look sideways. That just, was the exact wrong thing that I did. That's why our best reaction should be to drink and drive. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> because drunks and babies don't get hurt like regular people. Yes, exactly. Right. Well, and the driver didn't get hurt because he was asleep. Yeah, so he was relaxed. Walked walked away with nothing. He did. He didn't have anything even hurt the yeah, next day. Because whereas you're asleep, you're just was, relaxed. You chill out. Yeah, he was. He was completely asleep. Every single part of me hurt because I was tensed up. I was trying to wake him up. I was trying to hold everything on the front down that so it wouldn't fly, and I looked to the side, which was the exact wrong thing to do. To be fair, I think that's why I didn't get hurt when me and oh, one of our one of my A drivers, he fell asleep. He went to the ditch, tossed the guys in there in the back of the Humvee everywhere. I was also falling asleep, but I didn't fall asleep driving. I was just the A driver. I was just supposed to keep him awake. Yeah. <laughs> so, so naturally, what I did was sleep. Yeah, makes sense. But I didn't get hurt either. So only the, the only guy that got hurt was the guy in the back, and he had it coming. So he deserved it. Derek. What? No, Wait a minute. Do, do I know this guy? Because I feel like uh, I know a specific Marine that has uh, issues today because of very common scenario i yeah maybe it might be the same one nobody has has this coming 
No, he didn't get hurt like that. He he hurt his shin. <laughs> he had it come. All right, so it's just not the same person then, but no, the dry. Yeah, uh, well, uh, there were two of them in the back. I guess I don't know what happened to the other one, but I I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Well, I would. I I know you would. You and your dumb probably both would. But that's life, you know. I I'm not as kind as everyone else, but such is life. Uh, but since the since the words in English, there I struggle too. Third challenge. Yes, 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 they are. The, the who's the who, I forget who the football guy was. But since he did the autopsy on that football guy. Oh, which one? The very f first one that went crazy and killed himself. The one that killed a couple people and then killed himself? No, he just. Hernandez? Yeah, no. that's, what, that's who I was thinking. And then they did the movie about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I watched the special on Hernandez. No. And they and then, talked about And then the, he. This this guy Will Will Smith played him, and it was the movie Concussion. And this guy was like a like a hero in the community, and he ended up losing his wife. He was a uh, Pittsburgh. He played for Pittsburgh, and oh, he was yeah. he was the one that they discovered CTE. CTE. Michael Webster. Yeah, because he was like a hero, and then he went just absolutely berserk. And then they started tracking all these football players, and the football league, professional football came out and was like, no, 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 we aren't damaging these guys' brains. And that was when they really started doing research on people's brains. So this is still a really young field that yeah, they're actually... Oh, Lordy, that was in, gosh. It hasn't been that long ago. Well, the movie came out in 2016. Yeah, we just uh, we just watched it. Well, yeah, I guess it, kind of, it came out in 2016 in the UK, so that's probably why. Must not have been, like, super big here, but... Um, mm -hmm. Well, I was trying to figure out when that happened. Mm -hmm. and, uh, like when they discovered his. It hasn't been all that long, long ago. But the man who did that autopsy now has his own research like center. And so he's like the leading edge of Traumatic, traumatic brain injury. Well, it seems like they didn't catch it until like 2004. No, it, yeah, it's been in, since the 2000s. Because to look at his brain, and they did all sorts of MRIs on him, and but you can't see the kind of brain damage that I have on CT or MRI. It, it looks perfectly fine. That's why we go to a neurologist, They and every one I've been to, you're fine. Yeah, you 
probably have a traumatic brain injury. Go home, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, go home, you're those, you're fine. You can't treat it. There, there's nothing you can you do. Know, go home, you're you're fine. You know, you just go. Well, well whatever. You'll you'll get better. Go home, you're fine. So until we found Doctor Doctor Mystery in Colorado, everybody just said I couldn't get any any better. Go home, you're you're fine. And then we found this doctor. In Colorado, who said no? That's 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 not right. We we can help you. We can we can get you better. So did they have a different kind of scan they did to find it? I'm I'm asking this for people that think they may have a TBI, but the VA or whatever doctor they're going to is saying that they're fine. Do we have any kind of other information of if, like if you live on the on the on the coast, you can get a spec scan. Um, spec scans are not covered by any in insurance. Um, they, most doctors go by um, what you're saying that your symptoms are. Um, if, if you suspect that you have tra traumatic brain injury, the, the first thing you want to do is try to find a a brain injury specialist, a concussion specialist, which I hate, I hate the word concussion. All the word concussion is, is a, a word that doctors and football coaches have used to minimize a traumatic brain injury for a hundred years or a functional neurologist, which is a neurologist who doesn't look so much at scans, but they look at how your brain actually works with your body. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then you're you're going to need to get a you have a whole team. So, like Doctor Mystery is my con concussion specialist. He's the on deck doctor for the Olympic dive team. He's in Fort Collins. And he's like the hub of the wheel. And then he sends all, he controls what all the other, all my other doctors, all the information that they sent him. So he's seeing the whole, whole picture because usually what they do is you see a neurologist over here and then you see an eye doctor over there and you, you see a physical therapist over there and a GP over here, and none of them talk to each other. And they're all telling you, yep, you're fine. You're, you're fine. You're, you're fine. You know, well, this is wrong, but I don't know why. And none of them talk to each other. So they can all really look and see what's, what's, what's wrong. So you, you have to have a, a team approach. So Dr. Mystery is the cub. And if you have a really good team, he that hub of the wheel is going to send you to a op, neuro-ophthalmologist who's going to look at your eyes. And like when they looked at my eyes, my eyes don't work together. 
So I have, I can't remember, eight, six, eight prisms in this eye, like two prisms in this eye, and I have blind spots in this eye, and I have nerve damage in this eye. So they, the first time I went to see the neuro-ophthalmologist, I had like six people standing around me holding different lenses up to my eyes until things were clear. And that was the first time things had been clear in like four years. And so he's in Colorado, but he works with my doctor here. So if anything happens, they can communicate with him there. So we know what's going on. I have traumatic cataracts, which I'd never heard of. Most, most doctors haven't. So he monitors those. <clears throat> I see a audiologist because if you have ear damage because you have your ears have been shaken, they need to know if it's ear damage or if it's actual damage to the back of your brain because your ears don't communicate with that part of your brain correctly. And audiologists can tell that. They have tests that show you that. Yeah. So they, you need to see both of those kinds of doctors because the tests they do can tell them if, if it is your eyes or your ears. Well, like the VA isn't going to know to send you to those doctors. Right. Do they, do they ask you any questions about memory? Like if you've had any short-term memory loss or anything like that when you were going? Um, yeah. And then they would say, well, you know, you're, you're 51. You're, 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 you're getting up there. Yeah. That's kind of what I figured. Um, mm -hmm. So like going to the VA, whenever I was having back issues, they, my doctor, of course, this is probably an extreme case. I don't know, but uh, he, he told me the reason that I have back pain is because I'm fat and I was like, bro, and at the time I was like 27, you know, and I was like, Dude, I'm chunky, but I'm not fat enough to be having these issues at this age. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I was only like 225, which that's, that's, that's not, not, yeah, it's not very yeah, big not. for, and then, uh, you know, I had some other issues that I was talking to him about and he was like, well, are you, a, are you a doctor? I said, no, that's, that's why I'm here like talking to you about it. And I was like, I would like to get tested for this. And he was like, well, you know, since you're not a doctor, then I'm just going to do this. And I, I lost my shit on him and ended up actually getting escorted out of the VA by the police. But that's all another story for another time. But he's a piece of shit. I'm pretty sure he lost his medical license, as he should have. But they... Uh, fantastic. Sometimes I just feel like doctors don't. They're not there to really... Some doctors don't really want to help you. They're just there to get a paycheck. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately that's, I think we, I have, I've, I've been on, I was a nurse for 20, I can't do math anymore. So a really long time. Um, and I was never a nurse that would deal with bullshit. You know, but if I th thought a doctor was not treating a patient appropriately, I was right there in that doctor's face. 
standing up for the patient. And when you when you first hi baby, when you first get a brain injury, you are so confused because you you go to bed one day and you're okay, you're yourself, and then you wake up after you've had your injury, and you you it's like somebody put a different person in your head. Right. And so you don't know if you're going crazy. And that's what everybody around you is telling you. You know, you say, God, you know, man, I can't find my car keys. I can't. I, I put the milk in the pantry. I put my. God, I love my dogs. Um, I, I would put I would put laundry in the washing machine and not start the washing machine. I about burned the house down two or three times. I would go for a, a walk and everybody would be like, oh, it's so good. You're getting out and walking. Yep, I would walk and walk and walk because I had no idea where I was. I've lived in this town my whole life, and I could not t tell you where I was. Yeah, there were there were some days I would finally call Derek and say, "Can you come and get me?" And he'd be like, "Where are you?" And I would have to tell him the names of the streets because I didn't know how to get home. Yeah, well, the, whole, whole, the whole point of me means saying that with that story or whatever is if you if you really think something is wrong with you but your doctor is telling you that you're fine just you know go home or whatever then you probably need to get a second or third opinion on that just to yeah don't sure. ever let a doctor and here's my other my other thing especially with a brain injury take somebody with you this is the one thing i have i have i always thought that a doctor would never lie to me, would never put something in my chart that wasn't true. I'd, I never in a million years thought that a doctor would purposely falsify a chart. And I have found that, that that is 100% not, not true. Well, you got to remember, doctors are just people too, you know. So that's 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 why I say you need to find like a second or third opinion. And you know, you made a really good point that you should probably take somebody with you, just to uh, make sure that if if maybe something you don't catch, maybe they'll catch it. The person that you take with you. Well, and if especially if like I I I got hurt at at work. So if you get hurt at work, if it's an accident. You know, if somebody, you can get a brain injury, and I know people don't, they don't believe this, but I'm, I'm telling you, you only have to be in a car going five miles an hour to get a brain injury. Five. Yeah, it doesn't take much. Five miles, miles an hour is all it takes. Yeah, we're pissed off the wrong person going zero miles an hour. Yeah, somebody, somebody can, somebody can hit you. The ways to get a brain injury are so simple. 
always, always, always wear a helmet. I see these little girls that are cheerleaders, which I, I did. I'm, I'm going to tell you right, right now. We, we built towers, three people tall. Didn't even, didn't even think about it. Why we did not have somebody dead, I, I still don't know. But the number one sport now, even it moved in front of horseback riding, which is, was until last year the most dangerous sport, is now cheerleading. Which I mean, that makes just sense. crazy to me. Well, I mean, it makes sense, though. Like, think about it. Like, hell, I went to a small town school. You know, I think we had like 50, like 50 to 55 people in my graduating class, which was a pretty big class then. But hell, even then, they were throwing the cheerleaders up and stuff. Think about if you drop them. You know, there's people that, that trip over something and fall and hit their head, and yeah. it kills them. Yeah. Not just, you know, not just a, a, a TBI, but like they're, they're dead now. So, yeah. It, it takes, it takes nothing. It just takes, it just takes, it just takes nothing. And I just, why my kids are still alive. I have no, no clue because they, I'm sure they've all had a gazillion traumatic brain injuries just from each other. Yeah. Right. No, we got along pretty great. Yeah. It made us tougher. Might not be good with their words, but they're yeah. It might not speak yeah. English good, but but they're tough as shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you see someone who has recently fallen, who has. been shaken if they've been in a domestic violence if they've been choked and all of a sudden they are just not acting correctly and this includes men that have been in domestic violence incidents because i'm it's i don't i don't care what anybody says it's pretty much 50 50 for that Take them to a doctor. Take them to the nearest ER. Have them get checked. Get it documented and stay with them. And I tell every every single person now that I run into that has, has a traumatic brain injury, get yourself a big notebook and take it to every single doctor's appointment with you. Keep all that paperwork together. Because if you put down your symptoms, if I would have done this, I would have had a running tally of when each one of my symptoms started. But I, I, I didn't, so I, I had no idea when all of a sudden I just, didn't didn't know how to add a math. It was, it was like I I did algebra and geometry every every day, every single day, in my in my job. And now I I can't do first grade math. Well, to be fair, I don't think anybody can do first grade math anymore. Inside that yeah, Common Core or whatever. 
Yeah, because yep, well, they changed. I can't even do it, it the so. old fashioned way. I think taking a notebook to the doctor with you is a good idea, no matter what it is that you're being seen for, because anytime I go to the doctor, like I'll go there and I'm like, man, I, I want to ask you about this and I want to ask about this and right. you know, talk to them about this. But every time I get there, like, you have any questions? I'm like, ah, no, thanks, man. But people, and then I go, I'm people, like, son of a bitch. People don't realize that doctors are now on the clock. They have eight minutes to get you in and out of that room per, per the insurance standard, per usually the facility that they work for. No, that's probably why they get pissed off when I try to just talk with them. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't have time to sit there and chit chat like old, old fashioned doctors did. Yeah. Good news is I don't care. And I make sure they stay and talk anyway. No, my favorite thing is they want you to be at the, your appointment 15 minutes early, but then you sit there for an hour and a half before they see you. Right. Yep. And then and document that if too. If you're two minutes late, they get pissy. I'm like, bitch, listen. You weren't gonna you be can here fuck right for off. another 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But like I had I I had one pain 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 doctor that I saw in Omaha. And you know, now everything is freaking like electronic. So she had filled out my whole um yeah, the dog's ate. She, she filled out my whole um, social history and how the accident happened and all that. And then I saw the neurologist from the same facility next. And so he was just going to cut and paste her whole social and all of that over to my, to his, his chart. So he didn't have to do it again. And so he was, going over everything with me to make sure it was right. And the whole thing was wrong. Yeah. I just, I, like, I, I got to ask real quick. Do you guys have a pet gorilla? Yeah. Yeah. That just walked by. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was him. I was going to say like, pretty sure I saw the, the same thing at the zoo like about a month ago. <laughs> yeah. We, sh we shaved him. Yeah. Sorry. Carry on. Are you my pet gorilla? His name's Chief. His name's Chief. Uh, that's funny. But you know, you have to you have to double check those things since the onset of electronic records. Doctors are so busy pushing buttons and filling in dots filling and squares and billing doing the coding and the billing and crap that we used to pay a minimum wage coder to do we're paying our highest paid employee the, the one that we've paid to go to medical school we're paying them to do computer crap instead of taking care of us and I used to be able to pick up a chart in the doctor's office and it would say why the patient was at their last visit, what they were following up for, what we had done for them and what the doctor expected. That much of a, of a note. But I knew what their vital signs were, why they had been here, you know, two weeks ago, why they were supposed to come back and what he expected to have happened. Now I can go through that whole note and I have no clue what 
the patients here. I have no clue what we did for them, but I know that they had a colonoscopy this year. I know they had their pap smear and I know they had 10 dozen shots in the last five years. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know why they're sick. What, why are they here? Yeah. And that's just how things go now. But uh, if you have to give any closing advice, what would that be? If I have to give any closing advice for anybody who unfortunately joins the ranks of me with a traumatic brain injury, the most important thing you can do is find a brain injury support group close to you. They will be your number one su support because they're living it too. Thanks. And make sure that somebody that you love and is close to you understands what you're going through and is your advocate to go to doctor's appointments. And they understand that sometimes you're going to get there and get completely over overwhelmed and they need to step in and be your voice. Yeah. Yeah. DJ, like what'd you, uh, what'd you learn from this week? I really liked how, uh, just like she just said, was just bring somebody with you for one and for another, you know, bring a notebook. And I think you should probably take notes before you go to the doctor of things that you want to ask or answers that you are trying to get a question or, you know, questions you're trying to get answers to. And then um, just document everything that is going on during your appointment. Yeah, I like that too. I thought that was great. And then I didn't know that cheerleading was the highest injury which is just crazy to me but uh that being said we'll wrap up this week and i appreciate my mom coming on and hopefully this new stream yard thing works uh i have no idea how any of this works so we'll figure it out as we go uh just check us out on check us out on i guess we'll I, I know we should be able to put this on youtube um so we'll be able to get this on YouTube. Uh, follow us on our Forever Broken podcast. I'm sure you already are if you're listening. Uh, like us, give us five stars, or give us an honest review. Uh, anything you can do. Uh, check us out on Facebook at the Never Broken Society of Misfits. Uh, and we're pretty much everywhere the social media is. We just suck at checking it. So, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. TJ, you can hit us with your famous tagline. Yeah, just reach out and touch somebody. You know, just somebody you serve with or somebody that you know is uh, dealing with some of the same issues that, that you are. And if uh, you notice that somebody's acting a little bit different, like if they're always posting dank-ass memes on Facebook and you haven't seen any dank-ass memes in a week or two, just slide in those DMs and be like, hey, homie, you good? You know, like it might make yeah. a difference, you know. Everybody needs it, so be sure to uh, check us out, follow us, uh, like, subscribe, do the whole thing, bit caboodle. Uh, until next week, or, or until our drunken stories, uh, if you guys, by the way, if you're not following the other podcast, uh, Never Broken Drunken Stories, uh, be sure to like that, check it out, 
that's where we get just kind of relax, have fun, and uh, be ourselves a little bit more than what we get to do on this podcast because we try to focus on mental health here. So uh, normally we don't do a very good job of just focusing on mental health because we have the uh, attention span of a squirrel, but, uh, you know, that's life. So until next time, appreciate you guys, and we'll hear from you soon.